This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi, folks. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. I'm really excited about today's show. You know, you know the deal. This is Mindful Medicine, right? How can we use our mind? And I got to tell you, as a practitioner, when I'm dealing with any clinical situation, diet and food and nutrition is foundational. And I can tell you, there can be the best prescription in the world, but if there's an emotional component to eating, it's a whole nother ball game. So we're going to be talking about letting go of emotional eating or overeating. And I have the best person to do it with. Her name is Arlene Englander. She's a licensed clinical social worker. She has an MBA. She is Columbia trained. Uh, she's a very smart cookie. And I just want to welcome you to the show. Hi, Arlene. Thanks so much. It's really a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So, okay. You wrote this incredible book, uh, which is called Let Go of Emotional Overeating and Love Your Food. It's one of those lovely books that I love because it's a simple five point plan for success. Um, why did you write it? Having struggled with these issues myself for nearly half my life, well into early oh. adulthood, I have a special empathy, I believe, for others who are emotional overeaters as well. During my teen years in college, I would binge for three days and then fast for three days, mm. first, first eating everything in sight and drinking only diet soda or coffee and smoking cigarettes to compensate for the extra calories I'd consume. Sure. After graduating college, I became involved in yo-yo dieting, obsessing over every, everything I ate or didn't eat, and felt I should or shouldn't be eating. It was a very uncomfortable way to eat and live, and for that reason, I'm so pleased to be able to share the positive message that food can be enjoyed, that can we can eat what we wish, relax over our food, savor it, and stop just at the point of satisfaction without overeating. Like you are the authority and you're not the authority because you're, you know, went to Columbia University or that you have several degrees. You're the authority because you've been there. You've done it. You know, it's in your bones. And you're, you know, you're, it's like it's my favorite guest type and my favorite author because you know it. I mean, so I, I love that. And thank you for the work that you've decided to be so vulnerable about and then share with everybody else so that they can heal too. So tell me more about your five point plan for success when it comes to emotional eating, because I have to tell you, I think that I would say eight out of 10 people that I see in my practice when we're dealing with food, um, Hey, I can, I know I, I, a biochemistry and nutrition, I've had a lot of extensive education, but when you, you have to treat the individual and if there are emotional components, we have to take those into consideration when we're truly, you know, treating the whole person. So tell me more about your plan. Well, before I mention the plan, I'm just going to very briefly uh, sure. segue into the fact that I, I think it's really important, and you're, you're touching on awareness here when you spoke about the experiences I've had. Awareness is really key, as you well know, for any behavior change. And for that reason, it's really important to know the difference between emotional overeating and healthy eating. And the definition I use for emotional overeating is eating neither for enjoyment nor for the satisfaction of hunger, but in a desperate attempt to distract ourselves from painful thoughts and feelings. It's really right. different both quantitatively and qualitatively. Uh, once we're able to begin, once we realize that, that's the first step on the road to loving our food yet gaining control. As for the five-point plan, uh, 
one of the things that, that I, I try to do is to give people steps that they can remember. So I utilize mnemonic devices. And the questions I have clients ask is, am I doing what's best for myself? And this is something they can check in on on a daily basis, in which S stands for effective stress management. And that often involves cognitive behavioral therapy, in which we right. tune into the thoughts we're having that cause us pain. The E in the word self is for exercise, which I prefer to refer to as finding fun ways to move. Right. And the next, the L has to do with loving our food or mindful eating. F has to do with filling up first with fluids and healthy foods. The book follows the suggestions of most nutritionists today, most evolved nutritionists today, who suggest 90% healthy foods and 10% fun foods, which legitimizes all foods and prevents people from feeling so deprived that they binge. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So it's it's all about the self. I love it. You know, and I've I've had I I love what you're saying because I've had a little bit of a struggle with this whole idea of a cheat meal or a cheat day because I've seen this become a slippery slope for folks where it just becomes a cheat lifestyle. <laughs> you know, it's like they could substantiate well, the fact that they're eating this out of the other thing because it's their cheat, but they they don't understand that it's just every day now that they're quote unquote cheating. The the, the very word cheat connotes that. They're doing something that is wrong. And I prefer the concept of healthy versus fun food and really being there in the moment and savoring everything we eat. I find when I slowly savor, for example, an individual Godiva chocolate, which I'll enjoy for five or ten minutes now, as opposed to rapidly eating a huge chocolate bar like I used to do, when I'm really in the moment and savoring it, I don't really want another one for a week or two. Because I've, I've been so in the moment and really so enjoyed the experience that I'm not craving it anymore. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. And like you said, you know, to be in the moment, um, because if you're binging and as you said, the, this whole concept has been a way for folks to uh, get away from painful feelings, perhaps feelings that they're not well tolerating and... I think it's just even the image of stuffing them down. Um, I think I, I see a lot of folks in my practice that do pretty well as far as healthy foods during the day because they're otherwise right. distracted and they're um, busy at work or they have a lot of other stimulation. But when they come home at night and there's a little bit of space <laughs> and time and quietness, that that's where the um, uh, sort of habits start to come in where very, the very feelings... good point. Yeah. Unstructured time can be very dangerous for people who have a tendency to abuse substances of any kind, which is why I encourage my clients to make their evenings as pleasurable and productive as they possibly can, to really get truly involved in activities and get in the flow, rather than just mindlessly uh, slightly distracting themselves with various screen sitting. When, when we're really involved in activities, and, and one of the uh, ways that I, I think I can best illustrate that is I say it's not enough to just have good books in the house. You have to have some great books, something that really grabs you. And uh, there, there's, evening eating could be a, a whole hour discussion in and of itself, but it is, it is possible to enjoy both our evenings 
and our food throughout the day and paper it at night and all of that is possible. More with Dr. Holly Lucille coming up. But first, I want to tell you about Kaya Biotics. Kaya Biotics are high-quality probiotics to improve gut health. Now, you want to feel good and live your best life, but if your gut isn't healthy or functioning properly, life can be miserable. The gut and its impact on our physical and mental health has been underestimated for years, and that's where Kaya Biotics comes in. Probiotics that are exclusively certified organic and only include organic ingredients, a complete novelty for probiotics. Plus, it's easy to get the right probiotic for your needs with three different probiotic supplements. And there's no unnecessary fillers, additives, or anti-caking agents. And Biotics are also vegan, GMO-free, and come in stomach acid-resistant late-release capsules. So try Biotics. It's a treat for your gut. Choose the right organic probiotic formula for your body and save 25% off your first purchase by using the code MINDFUL at checkout at kayabiotics.com. That's K-A-Y-A biotics.com. Once again, save 25% off your first purchase by using the code MINDFUL at checkout at kayabiotics.com. Now back to Dr. Holly Lucille in Mindful Medicine. So there's probably listeners out there that have tried this, you know, time and time again to control their eating um, and they failed over and over again. Is it hard to try again? What would you say to them? One of the first things I'd say is that uh, they shouldn't use the concept of believing they have failed. They've only uh, learned ways that do not work for them. And we've all heard the story about Edison who was asked why he kept on trying to develop a light bulb when he'd already, quote-unquote, failed a thousand times. His answer was, I haven't failed. I've just learned a thousand ways that do not work. <laughs> I love so, it. So what's, what's really key is to look back. Certainly, if someone's tried restrictive dieting, the diet has failed them, not vice versa. So they, it, it's time to open themselves up to a new, more pleasurable uh, and user-friendly concept. Of, of truly being in the moment, handling stress effectively, loving their lives and their food, and learning the skills of relaxing over their food, savoring it, and stopping just at the point of satisfaction without overeating. Right. And it's breaking that habit. And as you said, you know, I think that it's really important. Um, I mean, the book is spelled out really nicely in a very succinct way, but that cognitive Thank behavioral you. therapy. Um, uh, that innovative, easy to remember, all of those things that can help people be successful where they might have not been successful before, I think are so important. Okay. So really wonderful work. Um, I have a question for you, though. You know, there's a lot of people that I I, I, I hear, this is this is a big one, and, and, and even though people can listen to this podcast at any time, we are upon the holiday season. And the holiday season, it happens every year and it starts in October and then it goes through November and December and January. I mean, you could even go through Valentine's Day and uh, April. I think there's, you know, there's there there's holidays. There's a bona fide holiday season, at least here in the United States. And all of a sudden, the 
things that are in the office or at social events are just more sugary, the libations increase. Um, what advice would you have for listeners who are dealing with this issue, but they're also faced with the pressure that there's unhealthy food all around them at these social or work events? First of all, if they've freed themselves from the whole dieting mentality, that certain foods are good and certain foods are bad, that certain foods are no-nos and have allowed themselves to slowly savor very small amounts of these foods periodically, then it won't be as if they're suddenly finding uh, themselves with, with something that they felt they could never eat again. And that in itself creates craving and a tendency to binge. Because what happens is once we've had one bite, I've had clients tell me, uh, I remember one very attractive middle-aged marketing executive who was on a plane. And when the fellow next door, next, uh, sitting next to her, offered her one or two M&Ms, she said to me, well, now that I've uh, been bad, now, now that I've blown it, I'm going to go for broke. So she binged for the rest of the night. That's what we want to get away from. So, and we do get away from that when we legitimize food. Another good question uh. to ask is, when we go to these parties, is what is the pressure that we feel? Many of us feel self-conscious. And uh, if we realize that the main goal of a party is to have fun and help others feel good about themselves, that helps us to get more involved in knowing others and expressing, getting to know others by asking good questions and expressing sincere appreciation for who they are and what they do. That's one of the best ways to enjoy a party. In addition, I suggest that people enter the room well hydrated, that no one starves themselves for hours before the event. Uh, drinking a glass of water periodically is very helpful. And when they do take food, that they sit down and relax over it and savor it, just as we had discussed that they can do at meals. Great. And then I got another one for you. What about on vacation? I mean, I, you know, I, I have people in my practice that you know want to lose weight for a vacation, want to lose weight for a wedding, want to lose weight for a school reunion. Uh, they want to stop their behaviors for this particular event. Um, vacation, you know, especially if somebody does learn cognitive behavioral therapies that help them be more mindful and legitimize food. Um, sometimes the baby, I think, kind of goes out with the bathwater. What's your advice for those folks? Rather than to focus on a specific event, I would suggest that they focus on allowing themselves to enjoy uh, themselves, their food, and their lives more right now. So some of these people who are focusing on specific events may be thinking only of weight, when what I believe is even more and much even more important is being healthy, being fit, having food assume the proper proportion in our life, lives, among many other pleasurable pleasurable activities on our repertoire of joy. So concentrating on really uh, developing new, healthier, and happier habits and the mind shift of philosophy from dieting, dieting to savoring food is a much more health, healthy approach. I advise my clients as far as vacations to whenever possible plan vacations around activities they enjoy. I also suggest they practice the same technique for mindful eating that they practice at home. Once they've decided to legitimate all, legitimize all foods and to really savor what they eat in a mindful way, 
then they're well prepared not to binge on vacation. And it's they such a they get back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, please. I was just going to say, and it's such a it's such a feeling of accomplishment if they get back from vacation and they've stayed on track and they've been mindful. It's an accomplishment, and I've seen people do it. They just feel beautiful and wonderful and more confident about themselves moving forward with facing these things. It's so, it's so true. And and the very same techniques that they can use at home to stay healthy, both mentally and physically, to handle stress well, to stay well hydrated, to exercise, to really learn to enjoy healthy foods and stay well hydrated, uh, can certainly be practiced on vacation as well. And it is a wonderful sense of control and satisfaction when we realize that this is a happy, healthy lifestyle that we want to and we can follow wherever we go. Yeah, because you know what? It's an inside job. And when you take yourself with you and you keep your mind open and you keep your mind mindful, (laughs) then you can do it wherever you are. So I have uh, one last question. Yeah, one last question. It's going to be a a couple of them in there. I want to know for my listeners, where they can find out more information about your book and then what you hope that they get. Um, what are the takeaways from your book? As far as information about reaching me, uh, my website is arleneenglander.com. Now, my name is on the book, as on the book, and as uh, if you Google me, it's Arlene C. Englander. But my website is Arlene Englander, A-R-L-E-N-E-E-N-G-L-A-N-D-E-R.com. There's information there right now, but I also plan to start a newsletter soon, so those who choose to visit can sign up. The book is available on my website through Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and the publisher, Roman & Littlefield, as well as wherever books are sold. That's the takeaway lesson, I would say, that when we become more aware of ourselves and more compassionate towards ourselves and of our methods of handling stress and learn how to handle stress more effectively away from the table, we're then in a better position to enjoy not only our food, but ourselves, our loved ones, and our lives as well. Uh, Well, Arlene, I got to take it from you because you've been there, you've done it, you're well-educated, but you also have the brilliant education of this lifetime and the earthly education of struggling with emotional overeating yourself and healing, and then bless your heart, giving back uh, to the rest of the folks from your experience and from your knowledge. And I really appreciate it. There you go. Here it is, folks. You can get it anywhere. The books are sold. And of course, on Amazon, it is, you know, that, that it, it's why, uh, and, uh, Sorry, let go of emotional overeating and love your food. It's a five-point plan for success. Just another part of being mindful. Thank you, mindful listeners. We'll see you next time.